What's up, horror fans? Welcome back to Horror Struck, a horror commentary podcast where we look at the genre through the lens of a diehard fan and of a scaredy cat. I am Riley Ott. I am joined by my co-host and best friend, Cecilia Talbert. This week, we took a look at the 2008 film Thanks Killing, directed by Jordan Downey. Spoiler warnings for 2008's Thanks Killing. There will be many spoilers. So how how has your like two weeks been? We haven't recorded in a hot minute. That's true. It doesn't feel like that though, because I talked to you for four hours yesterday. <laughs> we did. I got really drunk. <laughs> yeah, you. We had a a whole therapy session. I've been good. I went to Rhode Island to visit my brother. I flew on an airplane for the first time in my life. That was terrifying. Oh, I didn't realize that had been the first time. Yeah, I've never flown before. I don't travel very often. I hadn't actually left the state in about four years when you and I went to New England. Oh, and we drove. I forgot about that. Yeah, we drove for eight or nine hours. Because it was just cheaper. It wasn't that bad, though. That no, wasn't too bad. What did you do while you were visiting your bro? We didn't do a whole lot, obviously, because, you know, we're not trying to get sick and die. We went to a couple cemeteries. We went to see H.P. Lovecraft's grave, and we went to this pilgrim cemetery that's near Plymouth Rock. And then we mostly just hung out. It was Halloween. We watched a few movies and drank a little and just caught up. Is it weird that we're talking about what we just did for Halloween when literally this is our Thanksgiving episode? Oh, wow. Yeah, I forget there's that. We have that whole uh time jump in this podcast i do think it's funny it's like we're celebrating both thanksgiving and halloween well and that's fitting for the movie that we're talking about we had a pretty good time watching things killing which is the movie we're doing this week we watched it with our friend brandon i have only seen it once before and i remember thinking it was funny but not that great i don't know for whatever reason, I actually really like it now. Because we watched it with our little movie night, and then you went back and rewatched it, and you were telling me how funny and good you thought it was. And I don't disagree, but I have seen it a couple times prior to this. Even though some things don't land, like, I see the intention behind it, and it literally just seems like a bunch of friends who wrote a really funny script together and then made a movie because they thought it would be fun. I think that's literally what it is, too, because it wasn't it someone's student film? From what I read it sounded like the people who made it all worked at like blockbuster and they were just laughing about all the really bad movie covers and titles and so they were just thinking what would be like a really really funny bad movie and then they just fully committed yeah oh before we talk about the movie do you have any movies or things that you've watched lately that you want to talk about uh i watched the horror show that is our country yeah we've been watching that for several days this is currently what november 6th Sixth. Sixth. Yeah, it's election week. The results still aren't in yet, and it's it's looking favorable for Biden, but it's still stressful. I don't want to jinx it. I have not said anything out loud. I'm trying not to have any positive thoughts, just because I'm afraid that the second I think that he's won, that everything will just turn red again. But no, have I watched anything? I'm trying to think. For Halloween this year, I watched the movie Trick or Treat for the first time. Uh, It was really good. I really liked it. But honestly, I think that's the only thing that I've really watched horror-wise. I know you and I both watched Rocky Horror on Halloween night. Yeah, that was fun. Oh, I watched that, um, I know I told you last night, but I watched that His House 
movie on Netflix. I need to watch it. It was fantastic. And I thought that it was just going to be another, like, social commentary, like, not too scary kind of movie. And it was, but it also had such a good twist in it that I completely forget that. It was really, really good. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. And it was visually pretty scary. Oh, and I started the Blind Manor, Haunting of Blind Manor. I'm so excited for you to watch it. I've only watched the first two episodes. I'm probably going to watch a couple more after we get done recording, but so far I really like it. Yeah, I really, really like it. And I know there's a lot of people out there that were not, I wouldn't say not fans, but they didn't like it as much as the first season, but also they're like very different types of horror. I've heard that a lot of people don't like this one, the Bly Manor one as much because it starts off so slow, but I don't mind. I really like all of the characters so far and I don't mind just getting to know them and having them go through the house and like show me everything. It's been good. Bly is definitely more of like gothic horror, so I think it's it's just very different than what people who watched the first season were expecting. I don't know a lot about the Hill House one. I'm not super familiar with Shirley Jackson's work, but I'm also not super familiar with, um, what's his name? Henry... Is it Henry James? Yeah, Henry James. I'm not very familiar with his work either, so... Yeah, same. I haven't read any any Henry James. Apparently, Turn of the Screw is also what... Is it The Innocence? I think there's a movie in the 60s. It's a horror movie. It's called The Innocence that is also based on Turn of the Screw that I've heard is really good also. So maybe we'll check that out at some point. They're getting close to like 200 adaptations of Turning of the Screw. Um, I think that's it. I can't think of any other things that have gone on. Yeah, I think that's all I've watched too. Uh, so yeah, gobble gobble, motherfucker. Let's talk about things killing. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Do you like my segue? I really, really did. All right, so I guess we shall start with general thoughts. What are your general thoughts about the movie Thanksgiving? Just wow. What a cinematic masterpiece. It might be the perfect film. I know uh, you've already said, but uh, you really liked it. I did. I really liked the script for it. I found it very absurd, but also like there's so many good one-liners in this movie that I just had a really, really good time watching it. I think that's half of my notes is just quotes from the movie. I have a couple problems with the structure of the story. What do you mean? Structure's great. <laughs> Oh yeah? Yeah, the timeline totally makes sense. Every single thing definitely makes sense. I'm, I'll get into that later. But there were a couple parts where I just got very bored. That's fair. It does have uh, some lulls. For the most part, it is very quick. Like, it literally quick. It's only, what, an hour and five minutes? Yeah, it's like an hour and like ten minutes or something. It's, it's pretty fast. It's a pretty quick watch. So I am thankful for that, that we didn't have to sit through this for two hours or anything. I think it was the exact runtime that it needed to be. I think shitty movies should all have a limit. I think so too, yeah. Can only be an hour long. I don't want to waste any more time. Even The Room, which I really enjoy, I think it- Oh, it's way too long. It's way too long, and it's fun, but like after a while, I'm just like, oh my god. Wait, when is this going to end? I didn't watch The Room fully in so long. Yeah, I watched it semi-recently because 
I had a friend here in town who was going to the university and they had like a showing of it and it was pretty funny because it's it's almost turned into Rocky Horror where people shout specific things at the screen when certain things happen and there's a lot of spoon throwing. See, that would be fun. And I feel like that's around the same time that movies like The Room were getting popular. It really boosted Thanksgiving's popularity because I know I read they had a couple theater showings and that's kind of how the word got spread about it other than them just selling DVDs on Amazon. When we were watching it, we were trying to figure out how it got so popular without looking into it. We were just talking about it and I said, I bet they threw it up on a streaming site and then it just kind of like caught fire. Before Netflix got like super duper popular, they put it up on Netflix. Yeah, that's where we watched it the first time because we were just looking for something dumb and shitty to watch. Yeah, and it just got a huge cult following. So very serendipitous for them. Yeah, we're going to have to check out the sequel at some point. I need to know what they do with that bigger budget. So they made a sequel, but they didn't want to do a sequel. So it's actually the third film, but it is actually the sequel. <laughs> it's called Things Killing 3. And from the description, it sounds like it's all puppets, which I think is hilarious. I love a puppet. How can you have a bad time if there are puppets involved? Oh, I've seen some really bad short films with puppets, so... Even if it sucks, though, at least there's a puppet. That's cool. Who's your favorite Muppet? Animal might be my favorite. I think it's either Animal or, like, the Swedish Chef. I just like all the nonsense Muppets. I like Gonzo. I like Gonzo in uh, the Christmas uh, Carol movie. Oh man, I haven't seen that in so long. It's so good. I watch it every year. It's so good. And I like Miss Piggy. I find Miss Piggy and Kermit's relationship very problematic. I don't like it. No, they're fine. They love each other. Kermit's just shy. Uh, anyways, getting off a of Muppet talk. I'm sorry. No, you're good. So, shall we jump into it? Let's talk about titties. Yeah, so our movie opens with a title card that says, The year is 1621, the olden days. Moments after the first Thanksgiving. And then you just get a nipple. Zoom in close up on one single nipple. The way that every single film should start, honestly. Yeah, new Pixar movie? (laughs) Just one big old titty. Very much tells you from the very beginning what kind of movie you're gonna get. A porno, apparently. Yeah, like a comedy porn. I accidentally did watch a softcore porn on Netflix one time. Which one? It was called... Oh god, what was it called? It was called The Ghost in a Teeny Bikini, I think. My brother and I were trying to find just another, like, shitty B-movie to watch, and we randomly clicked on that, and then there was just, like, fucking that started immediately. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, we did not end up watching the full film. Good family bonding. Mm, yep, <laughs> we're very close now. I've watched a lot of weird movies with my parents, so I get it. Not full-on porn, though. No, but, like, my dad used to take Michelle and I to the palace for, like, art film night and so oh yeah we i ended up going to that gay guy soccer movie with you and your dad the german one yeah that was a good one what was it called guys and balls that movie was really good uh yeah so we got topless pilgrim they never explain it played by wanda lust shout out to famous porn actress wanda lust how did they get her to agree to this i wonder if if it's like a friend of a friend situation oh maybe it was just like hey we're doing something goofy would you want to be part of it it's like my uncle bobby's best friend's aunt's friend wanda lust oh i thought this was a real story i was like who's your uncle bobby's best friend's aunt uh no i there was hardly any trivia for this movie i was a little disappointed yeah no Nothing that I could find either. But yeah, so we've got topless pilgrim running through the woods. The very first line of the movie is the turkey saying, nice tits, bitch. Nice tits, bitch. 
and then he has an axe, and then the axe cuts down, and the credits start. So it's a fun start to the movie. Just that classic opening kill before the credits sequence. Yeah, so then you get the credits... Those are fine. And then we cut to the main story, which is a group of five college kids who are all going home for Thanksgiving. I don't know if this actually takes place in Ohio, but it's definitely filmed in Ohio. Oh yeah, we spotted that Ohio license plate on the car almost immediately. Yeah, really, really fast. I like that this, so you get the credits, they end, and then they go on the college campus, and it's like a promotional college video, like, just like the cheesiest music is playing, all these, like, pretty shots of the campus, and then you get to see our characters, Billy and Johnny, getting done with class, and Billy, who is a rather rotund man, just rips his white shirt, it's like, whoa, Thanksgiving! Yeah, this dude loves Thanksgiving, which makes sense if there are pilgrims in his bloodline. But then you find out the reason he ripped his shirt is because he wants to get Allie, who was one of their friends that is a girl, to flash him, which she does, but she leaves her bra on, so she just lifts her shirt up. Allie's trying to have a good time, but not trying to be too slutty. Our characters are all very much, like, stereotypes. Oh yeah, hardcore. So you have the jock, you have the final nice girl, you've got the slut, uh, you've got, uh, how, how do we phrase Billy? Is he the fool? The fool, yeah, is really the only base left or slot left that he can fill. Yeah, because then Darren is the nerd. Darren seemed like an idiot. He just was good at math, but was also very creepy and kind of dumb. I mean, they're all pretty dumb, but I think that's kind of the point. That's true. They were all very, very stupid. You get the great line of when Allie like, lifts up her shirt, uh, Kristen pulls it down and she goes, Honey, it's Thanksgiving, not Titsgiving. God. Zing! Which one's which? I couldn't tell the girls apart. Uh, Kristen had, like, brownish hair, and I think Allie has, like, dark black hair. Okay, it was Allie. I could not remember what her name was through the entire movie. I watched it twice, which helped. Yeah, so you got the four of the people together, and then Darren comes up behind them, and essentially you find out that, they don't explain it, but he's with Billy. Billy's like, this guy's, this dweeb's with me. So I guess they're like, okay, we'll give you a ride home. There's a really, really awkward handshake between Johnny and Darren that I thought was really funny. And then you get to see Darren kind of do his tick, which is wiping his mouth. Yeah, that was really gross. He was making a lot of mouth sounds and doing a lot of wiping through the entire movie. It's like that and like wiping his snot all the time. Yeah, it's weird. Is that what people think like stereotypical like nerds are like? Yeah, they're very wet. Just moist people. Moist. So moist. Yes, I do sweat a lot. I have a lot of saliva, so I can kind of, I kind of feel for him. You're just sitting there with your handkerchief. Oh, like, uh, what's his name? Rudy Giuliani with your little handkerchief just dabbing all your sweat and spit. Oh, what a gross man. What a disgusting human. He should have been in this movie. He kind of looks like the turkey. He does look like he's fully deteriorating. What else happens? All right, so they all get in the car. They're off to wherever their home is. And then you get a quick, quick flash of, I don't know what his name was. I just kept calling him the Hick. So you have like this backwoods character and his dog Flashy. I don't know what his name is either. I wrote down, they kept calling him like a hag. I feel like hag was just uh, like a name they were just calling him. Well, I looked up his real name, but all I could find is he's listed as General Bastard. (laughs) tracks sure who also actually did the music for this movie keeping it in the family so that's fun did the turkey kill his wife 
He says, first my wife, now my dog. I don't think the turkey killed his wife. I think his wife just died. He's just like, why God take my wife and then you take my dog? He's like John Wick. Oh God, this could have been a very different movie. But yeah, so you get a quick intro to them. Is that the same part where the dog pisses on the like little totem pole and wakes the turkey up? You have a little scene with the the group of kids in the car. And then once you get done with that, they go back and then Flashy dies. Oh yeah, when Darren announces that he's going to have sex with someone in this car. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to have sex with someone in this car. For once, you know, it's not going to be by myself. What a weird thing to announce. You know what? I guess that's fine. Put it out there. Manifest your reality, Darren. Good for you. Also, we learn in this scene that Allie, who is definitely like the slut of the group, doesn't know what the word poon means. It's not a nice word. I don't like it. It's not, but I feel like she should have gotten it from context clues because Billy, like, your mom has the juiciest poon in town. That could mean anything. He could be talking about, it's Thanksgiving. That could be slang for pumpkin pie. Pink pumpkin pie. Oh, God, I forgot about that line. (laughs) That's disgusting. Yeah, so the the things that happen in the car are that Darren has his quick little, like, I'm gonna have sex with one of you. Allie gets slut-shamed. Yeah, I don't like using the word slut so much to describe the poor girls in these movies. But they keep calling her a slut, so I don't know what else to say. I mean, to be honest, she has no personality except she's dumb and she sleeps around. She's promiscuous and sex-positive and a little dumb, which I can forgive, because me too. Yeah, you remember that scene where she has sex with a guy with her parents literally in the room next Next door. Uh, with the door open. Well, I think the door gets shut because I think the turkey opens the door, but it doesn't fucking matter because her parents are in the house. And when she dies, they just get nothing. Nothing. Johnny goes in the house and just like, she's dead. Oh yeah, that is weird. They're like all on her porch drinking and they're just like, she's dead. I don't know what to do. But I was confused about the relationships between some of the characters. Like I know we figure out at least way later for the musical portion that Darren and Billy are best friends, but I thought Johnny and Allie were dating. It's sounded more like maybe they had slept together like once and then she was always trying to get more. I don't think he was ever just like, yeah, baby, or like my girlfriend, my girlfriend. So there is something this movie does where it does really weird flashback scenes. They do one of Johnny when he's talking about how he's not, he's not on great terms with his dad. He tells literally like a sentence long story about how he's like, yeah, my dad taught me how to play football. And that's like it. And then it's a flash to him catching a football and that's it. They go back to the car. I don't think his dad was even in the scene. It no. was just him jumping in the air, catching a football. That could be anywhere with anyone. Oh, and you do get one of the best one-liners in this scene when they're all driving because after, Allie's like, I don't know what the word poon means. And they have to be like, what do you mean, Allie? You're so dumb. And she's like, no, I'm not dumb. I'm just a prude. And Billy's like, you kind of a hoe. And then her friend is like, your legs are harder to close than the John Bonet Ramsey case, which is funny and really fucking dark at the same time. They made that joke four times. Yeah, the first time it's funny, and then it repeats and like, what's the point of this? And then at one point, Darren says it, but says it really bad. I don't think I was paying attention for his line, but I know the second time, I think Kristen says it, and then someone else says it. And you pointed out, you're like, oh, they stole that joke from her. But I guess it was just supposed to be like a running gag that went over our heads. I understand what they were trying to do. I think it was funnier when um, Darren messes it up later. After they find out Allie is dead later on, he says something like, her legs are harder to close than John Benet Ramsey's legs, or something like that. Oh god, no. And it's awful. 
But I'm like, you know what? That tracks for his character. Yeah, he seemed very dumb and like trying very hard to fit in. This movie came out in what, 2008, 2009? Yeah. I forgot how different things were humor wise. This is not very PC at all. I don't know if I told you about this. I recently watched for the first time Ace Ventura because I've just never seen it. Oh, the transphobia. Oh no. Yeah, like. Oh my goodness, it's bad. At the end when he's like throwing up. Yeah, the transphobia is terrible and like besides that in general, like the comedy is so much of its age. It's like the Dumb and Dumber humor where like for me, I didn't really watch any of that. So for me, that's not like really my sense of comedy. Like it's just not for me. And it's very problematic nowadays, but it makes me think back like how that just wasn't problematic in the 90s and like how far we've come in just 20 years. Yeah, just even thinking of like some of the things I said in middle school. Oh, same. Like we used to just casually say the word fag. That's not gonna fly today. In this movie specifically, they use both the word. I I don't want to say it. What is it? Uh, It's what you just said, but longer. Oh, they say faggot. I'm allowed to say it. Yeah, it makes it really uncomfortable to say it, but they also say like retard and retarded a lot. Yep. Like how people used to say it. I literally cringe. I heard somebody in real life say that like a couple weeks ago and I like full body cringed. No, I have customers that come into my work and say it all the time and I will straight up tell them we don't use that word here. Yeah, it's upsetting. I mean, (laughs) and I feel bad because I think it's just Turkey who uses it and like I wish he'd use a different word, but also the line is kind of funny because of who Turkey is as a character, which is a demonic Turkey from the Pilgrim era. Oh yeah, he's awful. Well, I think that's kind of funny too because his whole role is like, I'm avenging. Yeah, like an avenging Turkey. Yeah, he's avenging these like Native American people that the Pilgrims ended up killing, but he's just being the most problematic thing in the entire movie. There's a funny line that I don't remember at what point it is in the movie. It's either when they're about to chant backwards or after he takes the face mask off. The kids are like talking to each other and stuff. And he's like, you kids are retarded. And I'm like, oh God. Oh my God. <laughs> like, I don't approve of the word, but I approve of the sentiment because- Oh yeah. In the fact of you kids are dumb, completely accurate. Yeah, it was when they were, something was going on. They couldn't figure out that it was not Kristen's dad. It was the turkey in like a skinned off face mask. I was like, you guys are idiots. It's pretty funny. Okay, so we go from slut-shaming Allie back to the Hick and Flashy. And this is when Flashy unfortunately meets their end. They pee on, like, a Native American, like, stick in the ground. It's, I don't even know what it is. It just looked like a little totem pole. Yeah, it's essentially the place where Turkey... Because the killer turkey in this movie, they could not come up with a name during the whole filming. So they literally just call him Turkey. With an I-E at the end instead of a Y. Yeah, so Turkey comes back to life at a very inopportune time for the dog. The dog pees on him and then he goes, I'm pissed! And then he kills the dog with an axe. Yeah, he's got a lot of fun puns and one-liners and just great dialogue. I think one of my favorite characters in this whole movie is Kristen's dad, who is like the town sheriff. so funny. I think I'll agree with that. Goes from that scene to you see Kristen's dad and like Kristen's stepmom. He's like, this coffee tastes like shit. Or what does he say? He says, it tastes like you shit my coffee. And she's like, cause I did. And she puts the coffee pot down and just has a turd inside of it. She's like, I want a divorce. Yeah. They made some nice, uh, sloshing sounds. Make it sound like some runny poop. So that was nice and didn't make me gag at all. (laughs) 
like that it literally goes from she's like I want a divorce and she leaves and then he answers the phone because Kristen calls him and he's like hey honey yeah and he's like hey oh and your stepmom left me and then that's the whole conversation well this is where you find out why he's dressed like a turkey which we couldn't figure out the first time we were watching it with Brandon because when he's on the phone with her because she's calling to be like hey we're gonna be home in two hours which timeline wise doesn't make any fucking sense this part is the part of the timeline that fucking what was it that they were going to some kind of pilgrim banquet did not make any sense he asks her hey you know the annual policeman thanksgiving day ball is tonight will you come with me and she was like of course daddy and he's like oh thanks and he's like oh by the way your stepmama left me love you bye oh by the way your stepmama left me love you bye yeah, he's not very phased, which I guess I wouldn't be either if someone just put shit in my coffee. I'd be like, yeah, I, I don't want to be with you anymore either. Yeah, he's not in a big hurry to rinse out his mouth, though. Oh, that's true. He should get some mouthwash. He's gonna get sick. He's like, I need my coffee. Have you ever watched the first episode of Nathan for You? Which one is it? Because I've seen Nathan for You. It's with the yogurt shop where they make the poo-flavored yogurt. Oh, the <laughs> yeah. poop flavor. Maybe you liked it. The kids have car problems, and so they decide, since they have tents, no idea why they have tents, they're going to camp out for the night and then fix the car in the morning. It's overheated. Literally, there's smoke coming out of the engine, and Allie, because they want to make her look dumb, is just like, oh, is it a flat tire? It could have been. You never know. Maybe it had a lot of problems. So they decide to camp. Darren finds a sign that says Crawberg on it, and so he, like, panics, and he runs in and tells everybody, Oh no, guys, we're in Crawberg. Haven't you ever heard of, of the curse of the turkey? The evil turkey tail? And they're like, what? No. Don't they say that's Billy's last name too? Or like something that comes up. When Darren starts to tell them the tale, it's pretty much about a Native American like shaman who was wronged by the pilgrims. And I can't remember what he said the pilgrim's name was, but it has Billy's last name. And it's, it's not really relevant. They're just like, oh, he has your last name. He's like, you're right. And then essentially the shaman decided that since he was wronged, he decided to resurrect a turkey every 505 years, very specific, to come to life and to kill the whites, which, I mean, I can't blame him. Yeah, we deserve it. Go ahead. Well, I think that's specifically why they were going after Billy and his friends, too, because it was his lineage. It just seemed like a very offhand remark. Yeah, I think that was trying to tie things together, but they just do such a bad job explaining some stuff. They really do. And then you get a really good line, which is Darren, as he ends his story. He goes, Turkeyologists all over the world know it as Thanksgiving. Dun dun dun. Title drop. And then Kristen's like, hey, Johnny, will you, you want to spend the night in my tent? Did Kristen and Johnny bone? Did I miss that? They bone at the end. Well, mm. They don't bone now because what happens is clearly Allie likes Johnny. Kristen also likes Johnny. Great friends they are. And they're both clearly trying to get with him. Like, she's literally just like, if you don't have a spot tonight, Johnny, you can sleep in my tent. They only have two tents. I don't know why they're acting like everybody has their own tent. But this is when Kristen remembers, oh no, I never called my dad to let him know I'm not coming home. Oh yeah, they had a cell phone the whole time and they should have just called like a tow truck. I remember we were watching this. I was like, I guess because it's like 2008, maybe like we were literally talking about when we got our first cell phones. Which I think was in 2008. So if I had one then, those college kids probably did. I was just like, why don't they call somebody to come help? But they didn't. They just must not have a cell phone. And then she pulls her cell phone out later. I'm like, I don't get it. They were very excited about staying in the woods and partying and drinking. So maybe they just didn't care. That's true. Kristen is lucky enough to get the first run in with uh, 
uh, turkey, which is fun. She's trying to convince herself to not be scared in the woods. And then the turkey like comes up and has a really bad line where he says, no such thing as an evil turkey. Oh, wait, I lied. Ha 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 ha. There's no such thing as an evil turkey. Oh, wait, I lied. (laughs) Jesus Christ. He has a couple of really good one liners and then he has that. Oh, he does have a line right after this. I'm gonna drink your blood like cranberry sauce, meanie! Oh, that's funny as fuck, actually. No, I like that one. It was the one where the hag guy asks him what he did to his dog. He's like, well, I took this axe, and then I caught him up. It's not a joke, that's just exposition. Oh no, he said- what did he say? I thought he said something more punny. I don't think so. Oh, he says- he's like, I axe to densely cut him up. (laughs) What the hell? What kind of accident? Well, I took this here axe, and I accidentally cut him. Get it? Accident. <laughs> oh, I still hate it. I'm not a pun person, as you know. I guess before Kristen runs off to call her dad, the hick finds his dead dog. The one-liner happens. He misses with a shotgun, which is impressive. He's right in front of him. Yeah, just completely misses. And then the turkey runs away to try to kill Kristen. And when Kristen gets back to camp, nobody believes her. She's like, I'm being chased by a killer turkey. And they're like, you're all drunk and crazy. Yeah, and even Darren, who told them this whole story and said that the turkeyologists think it's real, says it's just a story, you're overreacting. Kristen, like, storms off in her tent. I do like as the four of them are sitting around the fire, literally a rabbit just comes flying into their fire. It's clearly a stuffed animal. And they're just looking at it and examining it. And Darren's like, oh, it looks like it was gutted. That's a beak mark, a turkey beak. And then Johnny's like, what does he say? He said, we're in the wood. That shit happens all the time. Does it though? I feel like turkeys are terrifying to look at, but I don't think they're generally, first of all, meat eaters. And I don't think they tear open bunny rabbits just for fun. Yeah, and how could you tell it was a turkey beak? Well, maybe Darren is in college to be a turkeyologist, and that's why he knew so much about it. Oh, it's brilliant. Full circle. You ever think of that? Uh, just now. Yeah. Uh, so it's morning. Billy slept outside by the fire and is awoken with a gun in his face. And none of the kids, none of these college kids have any reaction to the fact that there is a random guy they don't know in their camp with a shotgun. No, he seemed trustworthy. The way they handle it is just to be like, who the fuck are you? Very confrontational. Right, they're just screaming at this man with a gun, which is never a good idea. Yeah, especially since he was the one who protected Billy from getting killed by turkey. They didn't know that. I think the only way that they started to believe him is because he said the turkey shit all over Billy. And he was like, oh yeah, there is shit all over me. There is turkey shit all over me. How do they specifically know it's turkey shit? I mean, they have a turkeyologist amongst their ranks, so I'm sure he could probably look at it and be like, yeah. I guess so. They get the car fixed, they leave, and then you get the really weird hitchhiking scene. (laughs) This is the weirdest scene in the entire movie, which is saying a lot because this whole movie is weird. Yeah. Where did this come from? Whose idea was this? I like the idea that for the most part, people treat this turkey like it's normal. Yeah, like this is an everyday occurrence and like turkeys just walk around and talk in this universe. Yeah, this guy literally pulls over and opens the door and is like, ask gas or grass. The turkey's like, well, I don't have any gas or, like, grass. I can't remember. He's like, so I guess it's ass. And then the guy's about to have sex with the turkey? He's about to rape the turkey. (sighs) Yeah, which... (sighs) 
I mean, I guess the guy was just like, you said ass. Don't know that they agreed on that. I do like, though, as he gets really weird, the turkey pulls out a shotgun. Where was he hiding that? Just in his feathers? I have no idea. It's just really funny. He gets the guy to call his daughter, and then while he's on the phone with his daughter, he kills him. In any other movie, that would be very sad. But this guy was also apparently about to ass rape a turkey. As you do. I don't. It's a common problem on the on the road when you're hitchhiking. I guess I'll have to... I know many turkeys. Yeah? Yeah. I didn't realize the dangers that they were facing as turkeys. We should really... We should make a PSA for them. Yeah. Right now. Cancel the podcast. You're in the arms of an angel. Let's see if we can get Sarah McLaughlin to do a song for us. Perfect. I don't even remember what I was saying. We talked about the turkey killing the guy with his daughter on the phone. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then he just shoots him in the face. The turkey now has a car, which I don't know how he can drive it. Same way Michael Myers can drive, even though he has the mentality of a six-year-old. Who cares? I just meant physically, because I don't think his legs can touch the pedals. How are you going to drive with wings? You don't have any thumbs. Does that mean you can't drive if you drink a Red Bull? Because it gives you wings. I get it. I'm just ignoring (laughs) it. Uh, Oh my god, what the fuck happens from here? They drop Allie off, slut shame her a little more. Yeah, poor Allie. They were only two hours away, like when their car broke down, but now it's dark again. So does that mean they slept in till like 4 p.m.? Or Johnny's just a really slow driver. Or maybe it took him that long to fix the car. Oh, that could be too. I'm sure that's not actually the reason. No, the plot needing it to be dark was probably the reason. Or it's Ohio. The weather's crazy. Maybe it's winter. The sun's only out for a couple hours. Yeah, I guess it is Thanksgiving. You get a quick snap of the pick following the road, chasing down the turkey, and then Johnny gets to go home, and you get to have that fun, delightful scene. You know, this this movie is a lot like Halloween. The hick guys, Loomis, following that turkey. Turkey's Michael Myers. Dumb teens are dumb teens. I like it full circle. Everything is, is a mirror of it, of each other. What am I saying? Where, where am I? What ha- what's happening? I don't know. That made enough sense to me. It's a mirror of each other? Yep, sure. Okay. Uh- <laughs> So on the second rewatch, I caught this line, which I hadn't caught the first time, which was that Johnny says, he tells his mom, because she's the one who answers the door. He says, you know me and Papa don't talk anymore. Ever since I got put as second string quarterback, he hasn't even wanted to talk to me. And then you find out it's only been two weeks. Wow, I wonder how much him and his dad were talking before. Every single day? Must have been, that it was so drastic that he noticed. Yeah, if you're off at college, I feel like two weeks is a normal time to go without talking in depth with your parents. I do love that they were just like, we just need to get this scene out of the way really quick. So essentially Johnny shows up and is like, dad and I don't talk. He goes outside with his dad and he was like, I'm quarterback now. And they're like, I love you, son. He's like, I love you, dad. And then Turkey shows up. He saws off the dad's head. Yeah, they're having a very sweet moment and then just suddenly turkey pops up in between them and starts chopping at him yeah he saws off johnny's dad's head and then says go deep johnny and throws it to him it throws him the decapitated head of his father i hate that johnny had to lie to his dad to make him love him again but at least he died happy thinking his son was the quarterback it's true You find out his mom is also dead, but I still... How did he kill her? I don't know. It just looked like he poked out her eye or something. You don't see her for that long, and that's all you really see is there's blood all over her face and she's missing an eyeball. Yeah, I guess the most important part is that Johnny's... Both of his parents are dead, so there's that. Johnny's not very phased by any of that either. No, none of them are phased by their, like, friends and family dying brutally by a turkey. Maybe they're all on Xanax. I don't know. These kids are... They're something else. 
happens. You get a quick shot of Allie leading a stranger into her bedroom. Good for her. And then Johnny has run away from Turkey and is now talking to Darren, Billy, and Kristen about how the turkey is real. And then you get Allie's death. Mm, yep. Which is... Got another fun, gross rape scene. Yeah, this part's not... is pretty problematic. So the turkey looks at the camera? Because he opens the door and sees Allie getting uh, sexied from behind. And Is that what we're calling it? Yep, sexied. <laughs> Yep. Okay. Uh, I like it. And he was like, mmm, pink pumpkin pie, which fucking Ugh, gross. God. I don't know why it grosses me out so much. I don't know why. It's just like that descriptor is like really fucking gross. Essentially kills the guy who is sexing the alley and takes his place without Allie really noticing. That's very concerning for so many reasons. It's concerning in either two different ways. One, either random stranger is very small, or two, turkey is very large, and they're both problematic. Turkey has an adult-sized, adult man-sized penis. Well, then again, I guess not, because when they find the condom later, they say it's extra small. You know what? Good. If you're a weird turkey rapist, you deserve to have a small dick. I'm gonna get that on a sticker for you. That'll be our first merch item (laughs) and gravy flavored condoms we'll sell those too so turkey takes the spot of the rando he finishes his business and then when Allie turns around he just says uh you got stuffed and then he snaps her neck you just got stuffed That's what I like to tell them. So it's not her parents that find her body. It is her friends who find a feather and a gravy flavored condom. How did her parents not hear all of this? They're in the next room. I mean, I guess relatively speaking, the murderers were quiet, so. She screamed. Oh, did she? Well, they were like that sex screams. Maybe that's how she sounds when she comes. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Maybe. I guess they would know. Oh, that's a weird sentence. (laughs) Yeah, that didn't feel right. That's not what I meant. They they must have heard this before. They had the room next door in the the fact that she doesn't care that they're there and she's bringing someone in to have sex means they probably have heard her. Yeah, Allie doesn't fuck her parents. That's not what I meant. <laughs> oh. So the friends come, they find her, they get there, and Johnny's like, I'll go look, I'll go get her. And he goes in for a second, comes back out, and he's just like, she's dead. Just deadpanned. Is she the first death in the movie of the friends? Yes. Yeah, they should have reacted at all. But don't worry. Billy's upset. He calls the turkey a cock-blocking turkey, so very upset that he didn't get to sleep with Allie. Oh yeah, that's how I want to be described for the rest of my life. Cock-blocking turkey. Yeah, I think that's a fun nickname. I like it. Uh, Darren says the really awkward, her legs were harder to close than John Benet Ramsey's legs. And then they decide that they need to find a book on killer turkeys so they know how to kill this turkey. And Kristen's like, well, the libraries are closed, but my dad has a lot of books. He must have one on killer turkeys. So they're gonna head off to her dad's house. I don't know a lot about dads, but I feel like if they had books, they would probably be about killer turkeys. I mean, my dad's got a lot of conspiracy theory books, so I think there's probably a better shot of him having it than Kristen's dad. I don't know if my dad can read. Well, maybe they make picture books. Oh, maybe. I'm sure he could figure it out. After this, it's probably my favorite scene in the whole movie, which is between Kristen's dad and the turkey who has dressed up with one of those fake nose glasses and, like, mustaches. Yeah, I think this might be one of my favorite scenes, too, where the dad is dressed like a turkey and turkey is dressed like what he thinks is a human. I think he's dressed up because... 
there's like a costume contest at the ball, I think. I think the ball is over by now. It was supposed to happen yesterday. Didn't happen. Now it's so late that libraries and stuff are closed. I don't think you're gonna make it. I think maybe it was just a problem with the script. Like, they misspoke when they were like, it's tonight. And they were just like, it's not worth to go back and try to fix it. It's fine. No, it upset me and they should have done something about it. Uh, You could write them a strongly worded letter. I tell Michael to do that all the time and he's never done it. I'm going to. He'll be upset and I'm like, I think a a handwritten strongly worded letter will be more effective than sending them a random tweet. I'm gonna write a ransom note. Do you have any magazines I can borrow? I don't. I get a lot of junk mail. I could just send you that. Yes, please. I might have like a Subaru catalog because they're like, hey, you bought a Subaru. Now have our magazine. It's very random because it's not like buy our car. It's like, you're a hippie. Here's some hippie stuff for you. No, this sounds good. I want, I want to cut out the pictures and put it on my vision board. So the turkey knocks on the door, dad answers it as a turkey, and he doesn't know Kristen's name, so he's like, uh, is, uh, Stephanie? And he's like, Kristen? Yeah, Kristen, is Kristen here? He's like, no, but come in. And then you have this really long, awkward scene where they're both sitting at the kitchen table and it's completely silent. (laughs) And it's so awkward, I don't know why, but it was so funny. Yeah, just trying to watch this turkey pretend to be a human and have small talk with this dad dressed as a turkey. Yeah, I think it's the absurdity of it that's really funny. It just really reminds you what movie you're watching. It's not like turkey's trying to get information about, like, the daughter. He's just kind of awkwardly sitting there and they're making small chat about, like, the coffee. He asks him, is it hazelnut? And he's like, "Uh uh-huh. And he's like, oh, I see. Fucking weather lately, right? And I was like, yeah, I know. And then poor Sheriff Dad makes the mistake of calling the turkey a duck, and turkey gets mad. Yep, and so the father must die. I guess maybe that that's being racist in, like, bird world? I don't know. I do think it's funny that he was gonna let the dad live, though, until he called him a duck. It reminded me a lot of, uh, Back to the Future, because Marty Marty's thing is that anytime anyone calls him a chicken, he, like, can't back down from it. It's like when you double dog dare someone to do something. Yeah, it's like, you remember in the room where Johnny's like, you're just a chicken, you're just a cheap, 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 cheap little chicken. Yeah. <laughs> we should watch that soon, actually. Uh, oh my gosh, that's what we need. We need a room and Thanksgiving crossover. Oh my god. Johnny can play the turkey. He'd be so good at it. What's he up to? Yeah, I don't know what he's doing. Oh, you know what? It may have come out already. I thought him and the guy that played Mark were doing an actual, like, drama movie. Yeah, they did a movie together, like, a couple years ago. I wonder if it was any good. Okay, sorry, what were we talking about? We keep somehow talking about the room. So, uh, Turkey gets called a duck, gets very mad, and then you cut to the kids getting to Kristen's dad's house. Turkey answers the door, but he's wearing the dad's face as a mask. And it looks really bad. Like, he's clearly stole a turkey. But Kristen and all the kids are just like, yeah, that's the sheriff. Yeah, and Kristen's like, Dad, you look different. And he's like, oh, I got a haircut. Yeah, and then he takes his hat off and it looks even worse. And she's like, oh, yeah, you're right. Your hair is cut. Ugh. They're very dumb. She's like, Dad, we need we need to look at your books. We need a book. And so, can you, like, take us to the garage? And he was like, uh, where's that? And she's like, oh, Dad, you and your rapidly fading memory. <laughs> that line got me, too. That was pretty funny. They go and look up the books. They decide not to tell the dad slash the turkey what book they're looking for. They have a montage where they're, like, looking through the books. It's like your classic, like, research montage. And then they find... 
the book they need. It's absolutely ridiculous because Darren's like reading it and then he's just like, oh no, it's in code what we need to do. And it's literally like math equations. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah, he just opens a random math textbook and is like, I can decode this. Okay, I'm pretty sure that's just calculus, but go ahead. I didn't read what the page said, but it said something about pilgrims and then it has a math like equation under it. Darren's like, okay, well, the part I can read is that we need to get the talisman from the turkey and destroy it. And at this point, Billy's like, I'm fucking hungry. So he he leaves to go find food as the turkey is trying to drag the dead sheriff's body out of the kitchen. Billy's like, wait, hold on a second. If that's the sheriff, then who are you? And the turkey slowly reveals his face. It's the absolute dumbest thing the kids do all movie. So they're able to get the talisman off the turkey. The turkey escapes. And then they're still trying to decode what they need to do. And Billy's like, I'm still hungry. And they're like, then go fucking find food. Go off on your own. Nothing bad will happen. So he goes and he leaves. Did he not tell them that the turkey was there? And like the dad is dead? What happened was he did the reveal. And at that same time, that's when like... Billy screamed like, guys, guys, the turkey's here. And they all run up and Kristen's like, no, daddy. And they still let him go off on his own? Billy grabs him, grabs a turkey. They get the talisman off of him and then he escapes. Yeah, and then they're just like, huh. So turkey's gone. Billy's gone to look for food. Darren finally deciphers the code, which is they have to take the talisman, destroy it, and then they have to chant something like demonic or something backwards, and then they have to burn him at the stake to kill him. Just normal math homework. We cut to Billy, who is very, very hungry, and walking down the road, like on the sidewalk, and he sees a cartoon turkey, and so he's like, it's food. Proceeds to eat it. Yeah, how? It's got to be some sort of magic. Oh, wait. Okay, no, no, no. This makes sense. Keep talking. He eats, like, cartoon turkey and then is like, ooh, I'm so full. And then turkey erupts out of him like the chestburster from Alien. Yeah, Billy gets fully aliened. Yeah, he turns and looks him in the face and says, gobble, gobble, motherfucker. Gobble, gobble, motherfucker. That was, I think, my favorite kill in the entire movie. That was hilarious. It was very good. And it gives us the number one hit single, our favorite song, Dead Best Friend. (laughs) I was going to look the lyrics for this and then I forgot. Dead Best Friend deserves a Grammy. I don't know any of the lyrics. I just know that it cracks me up every single time I hear it. So Billy dies and then the friends find him and Darren's like, you're my best friend. And he's like, I know you're my best friend. He's like, you're one of the cool kids now. And he's like, I'm a cool cool kid because of you. Very touching. They do this two minute song that's like, yeah, my dead best friend. Darren and Billy like doing all of this like friend things. Like I think he literally says before the song starts, like you were with me when I had my first ice cream cone. And then in the song, they're like feeding each other ice cream. Eating ice cream and frolicking and yeah. Look like a really good time. We should do that. We're best friends. What if one of us dies and we don't get to have these nice memories? We've had lots of memories. Like this is funny because of the fact that Billy and Darren have no relationship and so he's like you're my best friend he's like I know I mean I just met them maybe they are best friends it did not seem like it though yeah that's why it's so funny and then they decide to just uh leave Billy's body there and they go yeah fair enough 
Don't know what else I could do with it. The next scene is the turkey and his teepee. He's making a salad. Was this supposed to be like a tossing the salad joke? That's what I thought. It's like, is this just a masturbation joke? At least I wasn't the only one. Yeah, that's what I thought was going on. Also, his teepee looked like absolute shit. It looks like something a white hippie would make in like their living room. Listen, that is completely accurate and have been there and have done that. Yes, I have also not made a teepee, but I've definitely made a fort in the living room before. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Not a teepee, but a fort. And it looked way better than that. Did I tell you about Michael and I's date night or where we made a fort? No. So That sounds cute. Because it's COVID times. So I was trying to think of things we could do. So I said, you know, it'd be fun. Let's like make a fort in the living room and watch movies. And so Michael was like, yeah, sure. And as we're making it, he's just like, yeah, I've never made a fort before. And I was like, what? He's never made a fort? Uh, he was also a really weird kid. So it actually makes sense. But it just made me laugh. And then it was also very uncomfortable because we didn't have enough pillows. But it was fun. I had a good time. Well, good. I'm glad he got to experience a fort. Uh, yeah, so we're in the teepee. The kids have come up with a plan to kill him. So they enact their plan. Darren comes up behind. And while Christian and Johnny distract him, they tie him up and then they show him that they have his talisman. And Darren's like, look, looks like I got something you don't, Turkey. And Turkey says, what's that, Darren? A vagina? Looks like I've got something you don't got, Turkey. What's that, Darren? A vagina? Oh my god. I forgot about that line. That got me pretty good, too. Yeah, so they do the the whole, like, read the thing backward. And then Kristen asks for Johnny's lighter because she wants to see this cock burn. And they're like, oh, he's, he's not a chicken. He's a, he's a turkey. And she's like, no, cock like dick. I want to see this dick burn. Yeah, you can't say that because that would be racist. Called him a duck earlier and you got murdered. They don't complete burning him because at that point the hick shows up and shoots him with a shotgun into a trash can of waste hazardous radioactive waste what are the odds <sighs> yeah these kids aren't having the best night they have very bad luck i guess that's what happens when you're cursed by a killer turkey you have bad luck there's a lot of really like much longer than they need to be scenes which i think actually makes them a little funnier where they all go over to look in the trash can to be like oh yeah i guess he is dead i guess we don't need to set him on fire and then they have like a full-blown conversation with like the hit guy where they're consoling him about his dog for like a whole minute and then he's like wait didn't you guys lose like your family members and johnny was like that's a really big shame that happened but i sure have made some lifelong friends but they're all dead uh not two of them oh Oh, yeah, that's true. Kristen and Darren are still alive. I don't think it's a great trade-off, though. You, both of your parents are dead. You know, at least Johnny's trying to find a silver lining. Uh, so they console the hit guy about his dog. They don't seem to care about the fact their parents are dead. And then they go back to Kristen's dad to just watch movies, which I think is really funny because her dad's corpse is just in the other room. Well, what are they going to do? Call the cops? Her dad is the cops. You're right. Anarchy in this town. Maybe we should move there. Bet they don't have a president. That sounds great. They're probably still in America. They're in Ohio. Ohio's America? Hard to believe, right? So they go back to Kristen's. They're all three very, very close to each other on the couch. Johnny turns to Kristen and is like, you know, in a way, I'm glad this happened. I may have lost my parents, but I've gained a girlfriend. Gained a girlfriend. Thank God for that. And then they proceed to kiss and then they insinuate that they're having sex on the floor. While Darren is sitting right next to them. Yeah, because you hear a zipper sound. Darren's like, I guess I'll go to the bathroom, guys. I'm honestly surprised you just didn't stay there and watch. 
much. Yeah, he was really creepy, and he did say he was going to have sex with someone in that car, and there's only two left. He never got to have sex with anybody. He never filled his character goal. Doesn't he get a thermometer in his ass, thanks to the turkey? Does that count? In his ass cheek. I don't think it's actually in his, like, butthole. Oh, that's too bad. Too bad, yeah, because he goes to the bathroom, and then he goes into the kitchen, I guess, looking for a snack. The turkey stabs him in the ass uh, with a thermometer, and is like, you're done. Yeah, he's now a radioactive turkey, and he's just bright green. Turkey proceeds to rip Darren's tongue out, which the effects in this movie aren't perfect by any means, but for their budget, which was like $3,500, they did a decent job with the money they had. Yeah, that's insane to me. That looked alright, the part where he rips his tongue out and his heart out, and the scene where he cuts off Johnny's dad's head looks pretty good too. Even the, like, sheriffs, when his face is ripped off and they do, like, the bloody face, looked decent. Yeah, it looked good enough that I knew what it was supposed to be. That's really all that matters in a movie that's supposed to be, like, on purpose a B-movie. Yeah, they definitely wrote this as a comedy. What's the most ridiculous thing we can have a killer turkey do? I'm actually very impressed by the acting in this too, because if they're just bad actors, then that sucks. But if they're actors who are good, who are playing bad actors on purpose, they did a great job. Well, that is like a whole like mind fuck. Yeah, I was trying to figure out how to word that to make it make sense. Oh, you know what it reminds me of? Face off. Because the face got ripped off? Uh, no, because the premise to face off is that Nicolas Cage and John Travolta switch like faces. Nicolas Cage has to act like he's John Travolta's character playing Nicolas Cage. It's like in Harry Potter where Helena Bonham Carter has to play Emma Watson playing Helena Bonham Carter playing the their characters. Yeah, it's like a whole, like, onion acting. Many layers. If that's what they were supposed to be doing in this movie, then they all did a great job. I don't want to be critical. I don't think that was probably the case, but I, I'm gonna go ahead and just like to imagine that's the case. I feel like, though, the way that this movie is and just what we do know about the background of how it got made, I don't think they went into it trying to, like, win Academy Awards. I think they were like, we're gonna be bad in this movie on purpose. They were like, well, let's just have some fun. Darren gets both his tongue ripped out and his heart beaked out of his chest. As he's dying, he sees an angelic form of Billy floating above him, telling him, like, it's okay to move on. Come on, Darren. There's no turkeys up here. Yeah, because all the turkeys are in hell. After Johnny and Kristen finish, they're, like, sitting on the couch together. I think Johnny had, like, a nightmare or something that the turkey came back to life, and he's like, ah, he's dead unless he fell into some radioactive waste. But what are the odds of that happening? And Kristen says, don't be silly that only happens in movies what are the odds we are in a well we're not they're in a movie we're in a movie what a twist well we might be you never know if you're on the truman show oh that's stressful yeah i've just accepted it everything's fine nothing is real thank god for that yeah so johnny goes into the kitchen to look for darren immediately gets stabbed with a carving knife in the chest but he's fine don't worry yeah and then kristen runs in and literally just punches turkey in the face yeah kristen gets very badass towards the end of this very very final girl of her she and johnny go outside and they go into like this show they have like a a quote-unquote touching moment where they're just like i love you i love you and then johnny as he's dying says i wish i could call a timeout oh my god i didn't even hear that line because he's the quarterback because he's a jock (laughs) and then he dies that's his last words those are his last words very fitting perfect chef's beautiful beautiful 
Fuck, this movie's dumb. And then uh, Kristen sets Turkey on fire and then gets a baseball bat, I think, and essentially says, peck on someone your own size. Punts him into a ruddy pile of wood, like a pyre, and then he burns to death. Yeah, very convenient. Very, very convenient. Finally completed the ritual by roasting that turkey. Ha, in more ways than one, because her joke was pretty funny. Burn. I don't know where she got this drumstick from, but she picks a drumstick off the ground and starts aggressively eating it and the hit comes up and it was just like good job and she's like thanks I know. Yeah it wasn't even like a turkey drumstick because that would have been way bigger. Yeah I think it was a chicken drumstick. Brought a bucket of KFC with her. Yeah and then the last thing you get of the movie is a nice family having Thanksgiving dinner and then the turkey they were eating is somehow the evil turkey. I don't know how they got their hands on that specific turkey but I think the reason he wakes back up is because they're sitting there praying around the turkey. So like reverse the the backwards prayer that they did. Oh! Yeah, you got more from that than I did. I thought it was just a fun little end cap, but that would make sense. Yeah, I think there was an actual reason that that was the last scene. It just didn't make sense to me until I thought about it a lot harder. Yeah, so Turkey comes to life and essentially just kind of flies at the camera, and then the movie ends with to be continued dot 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 in space! Is the sequel in space? I don't think it is. I think the joke was just that you've got movies like uh, Leopard con in space and i'm pretty sure that jason has a space movie oh fun but yeah it just kind of became a running joke for horror movies when they have a bunch of sequels i am very interested in this sequel specifically because they did a kickstarter for funding for the movie and they raised over one hundred thousand dollars they raised a ton of money yeah i saw that it was crazy yeah we'll have to watch that soon Let's jump to our ratings, shall we? Okay, one to ten, how horror-struck are you? Negative one. Negative a million. Yeah, I was gonna say negative three, so I think we're on about the same. Yeah, this movie is not scary in any way at all. It's like a B-horror slasher film, so. It's just meant for you to sit around it with your friends, have a couple drinks, and just have fun. And we did, and that's all that matters, is we had a great time. We did have a good time. I'm curious to know what your actual rating of the movie is. Do you seem to like it quite a bit? Well, the thing is, like, I enjoyed it, but I know it's, like, even for a bad movie, it's bad. I would say critically, it would maybe be, like, a three. Enjoyment-wise, for me, it was, like, a seven. I had a lot of fun watching it. Okay, so you're kind of like where I was with Halloween 2018, where I know it's bad, but I love it. Yeah, as a movie, it's not great. It's like a three. But as a fun experience with your friends, it's definitely like a seven. Okay, that's fair. What would you rate? I would give it a 1.5 out of five. It's a terrible movie. Even for a B movie, it's really bad. It's a fun time, like you said, but it's it's not good. Yeah, I'd probably rate it lower critically if I didn't just really appreciate, obviously, all the fun that you can tell was happening with them just making the movie. I would give the writing a better score and be a little more forgiving if it weren't for all of the awful slurs. Can't really look past that. If they made this movie, like, today, I don't think those slurs would be in it. Yeah, it was a very different time and you could get away with a lot more. That'd be like if Blazing Saddles came out today. We'd all be like, that. this, mm-mm, can't do that. Doesn't mean the slurs are good. I can understand why, like, the guys who made this movie didn't really bat an eye at it. Yeah, at the time it was way more acceptable. For next week's weekly consumption, we got our first listener request from my father, who has been suggesting things for us to watch. He's had some interesting suggestions. 
He did recommend Gremlins, which I believe that we're going to do in December. But he also sent me a text that said that we needed to check this movie out. It's from 1975. It's called The Devil's Reign. And it has William Shatner in it. And John Travolta. In his film debut. Oh, really? I thought John Travolta's film debut was The Boy in the Plastic Bubble. Maybe that doesn't count because it was a TV movie. Yeah, that might be it. Also, Anton LaVey worked on this movie. It was in a minor role. I looked through the cast and there were a lot of people that you wouldn't expect, but I'm sure we'll talk about that next week. I watched the trailer for it, so it seems culty and occulty, uh, which makes sense because Aunt Anton LaVey is in it, but or worked on it. But I literally don't know anything about this movie besides what we just talked about. Okay, so when you texted me originally and said that your dad had suggested this movie, you sent me the trailer and I watched it, and the whole thing is so familiar. I think I may have seen this movie at some point, either with my dad or with your dad maybe at some point he had it on like in the background while I was at your house I swear I've seen it so I am excited to watch it and see if anything resurfaces and I have heard that it's like one of the most recognizable like cult films ever we like movies like that so hopefully it'll be a good time I have no like expectations going into this whether it's gonna be good it's gonna be bad it's gonna be fun it's gonna be I, I have no idea so I am looking forward to exploring this movie yeah i'm looking forward to just having a good time all right fans thank you so much for listening to this week's episode if you want to follow us you can do that over on both twitter and instagram where we are horrorstruck pod or you can go over to facebook where we are at horrorstruck podcast all right horror fans until next time remember stay spooky Bye. Bye! Gobble gobble, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs>